0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved.
1: Episode 1148, air date December 10th, 2022.
0: Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Dure. It is uh, 9.15 Eastern Standard Time. It's a little bit late than normally when we do these, but we want to give people a chance to join. So what we're going to be talking about is um, Elon Musk, the government censorship infrastructure that is still fully intact at Twitter in spite of his um, the change in management there. You know, uh, And you're going to basically, I guess, the best uh, way to describe this, it's a new bottle of wine, but still it's got the old wine in it. So nothing has fundamentally changed the Twitter in the midst of all the circus that uh, P.T. Barnum, Elon Musk has been putting people through. So what we wanna do today is basically the the big point here is that what we discovered in our lawsuit, many of you know about two years ago in 2020, now it's almost three years, in October 30th of 2020, in a very important historic um, lawsuit, We discovered that the government, we were the first to discover this uh, the most historic lawsuit um, of the century where we discovered that the government of the United States and Twitter, as well as other social media companies, have an unholy alliance. And that alliance means that government has the ability to tell Twitter, Facebook, who they can deplatform. And the proof of that was not only the courtroom testimony, which I'm gonna share with you, parts of it that came out in federal court two years ago, uh, but also very, very important other evidence we submitted to court, which was the actual manuals, what we call the playbooks that we discovered during this lawsuit, which give very detailed um, step-by-step instructions of how government, social media companies, Twitter uh, would work together to surveil, blacklist, and deplatform people. And by the way, one of the things I want to let everyone know as I go through this was all of this was shared with mainstream media people like Tucker Carlson on October 30th, 2020, he did nothing. Glenn Greenwald did nothing. And in fact, with people like the ACLU, and they did nothing. They waited for about two years when they allowed The Intercept to do a very small version of this story. We'll talk about that. What we call a limited hangout Um, And they literally swiped, plagiarized our lawsuit, but left out very, very big portions of this to deliberately manipulate people throughout the world to think that there's some democratic infrastructure here that's going to share the news. Oh, my God, uh, there's this infrastructure, but they didn't share the entire piece. And that, too, is a part of the diversion that took place. More recently, you've seen Elon Musk after his takeover of Twitter on October 20th. On October 29th, we did a post on Facebook which went viral Uh, informing Elon Musk that this infrastructure existed, hoping that he would actually do something. And the result was, that was, by the way, uh, uh, the next day is when the Intercept dropped their so-called alleged story of their discovery. Um, About a week ago, um, in a open Twitter spaces hangout that Musk did, you know, where millions of people are on, he was asked by a reporter, Clayton Morris, um, hey, Dr. Shiva had this lawsuit in federal court where when he was deep platform through this censorship infrastructure, the back door to, to Twitter, is that infrastructure still active? Instead of answering the question, Trump, uh, not Trump, Musk basically went on to say, uh, well, that sounds like it could be like Big Brother. And then he said, I'll have to go do some digging on it. Well, it doesn't take that much digging because you have lots and lots of lawyers When you bought the company, you knew this existed. So Musk clearly knows this infrastructure existed. And it's a flick of a button to turn it off, you know, you know, in a New York Times. But he hasn't done anything. What he has done is to run a big PT Barnum circus to manipulate numbers of quote unquote conservatives to think he's doing something. Twitter files, you know, this leak, that leak. It's all a bunch of nothing burgers. But fundamentally, what we're going to talk about is we're going to review that lawsuit. I'm going to basically gives some very important facts about how much Elon Musk is dependent on the government. His entire $200 billion valuation, his whole existence is depend on government, American taxpayer dollar subsidies. That's how this guy exists. So to think that he is ever going to dismantle this infrastructure that we discovered back in 2020 in in a historic federal lawsuit, um, you really have to uh, rethink about naivete about who Elon Musk really is, okay? He's basically an agent of the government. He's never going to remove this infrastructure. He is basically doing this entire ruse to manipulate people to think that he is fighting for free speech, but he's basically an agent for the government. It's all fake free speech. So let me begin first by sharing with you a couple of important slides, okay, that I shared recently at a big event, but it'll give you the background of where all of this started. So by the way, all of you should know that for nearly two years, all of this material has been up over two years on a site called winbackfreedom.com. And we did a very important graphic. I wanna explain why we did this graphic on the left side of the history of many, many movements that have taken place from the American revolution to uh, major movements have taken all over the world. And in our view, the first amendment is one of the most powerful instruments for the working class. And this diagram sort of brings it down to the point of our lawsuit when we were fighting not just Twitter. You see, when you look at this diagram, there's a whole set of the military, industrial, academic complex that you're going to learn about that literally created this infrastructure, this backdoor rooms to social media companies, including Twitter, so they could launder censorship. And Twitter's really on the foot of this. Elon Musk is actually on the soul of this. Okay. He's not up here but he basically serves this, this entire infrastructure. So let me walk you through this. What we discovered in our lawsuit, after we discovered all of these playbooks and in courtroom testimony was this entire censorship network. And I'm going to walk you through this before I do that. Let me just make a couple of points. It was in October uh, 30th of 2020 was when we were we had a huge win by the fact that the federal court judge even listened to our lawsuit. Let me give you the background. In September of 2020, we were on the verge of winning a landslide victory for the Republican primary. By all accounts, we won that election. In fact, we had 3,000 people on the ground, You know, 25,000 lawn signs, 10,000 bumper stickers, $2 million we raised in a Republican primary. The Republican mass GOP... In Massachusetts, it's won with the Democrats, and they literally had a candidate run who no one even knew. But lo and behold, on September 2020 primary, we win by 10 points in the only county in Massachusetts where the votes are hand counted, paper ballots, and every other county we lose 60-40, 60-40, 60-40, unheard of. So that resulted in me for the first time even thinking there was election fraud in the United States. I was very naive up until that point. And... Out of that, I went to the Secretary of State's office on September 9th, 2020, and I demanded they give us ballot images. The ballot images are images that are created when the paper goes through the machines, and those are what the AI uses. Well, in that freedom of uh, uh, public records request for ballot images and a series of interactions with the Secretary of State's office of Massachusetts, they are admitting that they deleted the ballot images, and they are stating that they don't have to preserve them. Well, they lied because according to a federal law, 52 USC 20701, those ballot images have to be preserved by law for 22 months. Anyway, I shared those email interactions on Twitter, never been deplatformed, never been suspended since 2007. And bam, when I sh- when I shared those images exposing the government of Massachusetts, let me repeat again. I'm a U.S. Senate, fa- Senate candidate. We had moved our campaign to a write-in candidate. This was in the middle of September. I, we still have about 40 days left in the campaign. And I am thrown off Twitter once I shared and I exposed a government malfeasance in Massachusetts. All right. I'm thrown off by, it turns out, by the government. How did we find this out? Where well, a newspaper article comes out saying that I'm lying, that ballots weren't deleted. I never said ballots. I said ballot images. It's one of these fact-checking organizations. But in that article, the stupid guys who are trying to attack me for no reason, actually state that they contacted the government of Massachusetts and they informed him that they had contacted Twitter. All right. So let me repeat that. The government had contacted Twitter to deplatform a U.S. Senate candidate in the United States, not in Chile, not in Russia, not in China, but in the United States in the middle of a federal election. And everyone knows Twitter is the platform for politics. Facebook is really good for, you know, pictures and family, Instagram for a different demographic. But Facebook, I mean, Twitter is for politics. I had close to 400,000 followers on Twitter. I would do a tweet and I would get 20, 30,000 retweets. All of my followers were real followers, massive engagement. So, boom, I'm thrown off Twitter. No lawyer wanted to take it on. We enter federal court on Twitter. October 30, 2020, and by the way, judges do not like to hear preliminary injunction hearings unless you have a high amount of proof. The judge takes it on, and in those court hearings, if you go to winbackfreedom.com, you can find everything we've had up there, all the documentation for two years. In those court hearings, we uncover, through cross-examination between me and the judge, I was representing myself, by the way, and we find out that the social media director had had, was the one who had me de The judge asked her, how did you do this? He goes, what happened? He goes, well, I saw that he was sharing this false information. And he said, well, what did you do then? He goes, well, I contacted Twitter. And he goes, how did you do that? He goes, oh, we used our portal. And he goes, what do you mean portal? Uh, he goes, well, she goes, we are a Twitter partner. And we have a special portal that we are, our, our inquiries, our complaints get raised to a much higher level. So basically uncovered from that discourse that the government has a special back door to Twitter that they get treated higher. And they use that portal to de-platform a U.S. Senate candidate because they didn't like what I was saying. The highest form of political speech they violated, total violation of the First Amendment. The judge was appalled. And you have to understand that he asked her, well, how did you feel when Dr. Ayodure was de-platformed or taken out? He goes, we felt relieved. Courtroom testimony. So the government used their backroom special VIP portal, Twitter Trusted Partnership, to contact Twitter to take me off. In fact, they also had another NGO, the National of State Election Directors contacted them. So they, they did a double whammy using this Twitter portal. The judge was appalled. He said, you cannot do this. He goes, maybe I'm old, but I still believe in the First Amendment. He ordered them no longer to do this. And that if they had any problems with me, that they should go on Twitter and hang, you know, do it, you know, handle that. Anyway, I didn't get back on Twitter until November 4th. Interesting enough, the day after the election. I'm back on Twitter on February 1st, two months later, I once again share those four emails exposing the government. And this time I also share that we had discovered this portal, this back door. And that is when I'm de-platformed permanently and still am deplatformed to this day in spite of this, I don't want to use all the four-letter words to describe Elon Musk, in, in spite of this PT Barnum bullshitter Musk. He knows that we were de-platforming. He knows about this portal. He was asked the question on December 3rd by Clayton Morris. He has not taken down this portal. Neither am I back on Twitter. And I'm now also a US Senate candidate running against Elizabeth Warren in the 2024 election. So that's the reality. So what did we discover? Through the process of that lawsuit, once I was deplatformed on February 1st, we went back into courtroom. And this time, the judge ordered Twitter in. So the first time in the history of Twitter, Twitter has been ordered into court by a federal judge to talk about why they violated the First Amendment. And in that court hearing, through those hearings, we discovered these things called playbooks, actual documents created by Twitter legal by the Secretary of State's personnel at, in Massachusetts and a whole set of academia and the Republicans and the Democrats people in all big universities created the censorship network funded by the Murdoch's who own Fox News funded by Pierre Omidyar, who owns the intercept funded by Zuckerberg's all of this, We expose, and let me share you, share with you that. So, what we discovered was articulated visually in a diagram was essentially another PhD project. And by the way, all of this was shared with Tucker Carlson, Glenn Greenwald, all these people who two years later are acting as though they're the vanguards of free speech. In fact, Fox News knew it, Sean Hannity knew it. All of these people knew it. And two years later, they're doing this entire theatrical deception to act as though what Elon Musk is revealing is some mind-blowing, you know, uh, revelation. It's all theater. Our movement, our law, our lawsuit uncovered this over two years ago. By the way, we're going to shortly also have a panel, uh, John, Crystal, and, and uh, Matt, people who were involved in the lawsuit, people who observed it from the outside as well as the inside. And it's really important that people understand what really took place. So this, Entire diagram I'm going to walk you through is what we presented in federal court that we had uncovered. Here's the Secretary of State's office. Here are all the different players here who were involved in engaging a whole crew in government, in uh, Microsoft, at at Twitter, um, all over. Uh, And by the way, all of this was initiated by CISA, which is the organization that Trump created. To all of us Republicans, former Republicans, existing, it was Trump who created this organization which created this infrastructure. And let me walk you through this. So what happened? Here's the Secretary of State's office and there's me running for office. How did this Secretary of State's office get me deplatformed? What was this portal that I'm talking about, the censorship network? Well, this is what it, there's me, the US Senate candidate who was deplatformed by the government. Let me also make this very important point to show you the scumbagness of Elon Musk and how clever he's trying to be. First of all, you have to understand that Twitter as a private company or Facebook as a private company or Google has every right to exercise its First Amendment rights as a private company, use their terms, uh, what they call their ter- uh, terms of service and deplatform you or me if we violate their terms of service. Private company over here can take you out if they don't like something you're doing. They have that right. But over here, what we've discovered is that Twitter over here has a backroom portal that government tells them what to do. And they jump when government tells them what to do. Elon Musk jumps when government tells them what to do. And you're going to find out why. Because Elon Musk, his entire $2 billion valuation across his companies is dependent on the government. SpaceX, you know... A large percentage of his revenue and his valuation is because of government funding. Tesla, they get regulatory credits from the government. It was those regulatory credits and those carbon credits that in fact allowed Tesla in the last two years to even achieve profitability, which gave them their $800 billion valuation. Elon Musk needs those regulatory carbon credits. Twitter is wholly dependent on the government for something called Section 230. Section 230 allows them to be a platform, get a 10 times valuation versus a publisher. So if you think Elon Musk is going to do anything against the government, you're out of your mind, okay? He is wholly owned by and for the government. That's who he works for. All right, so that's a little bit of background. So when you go to this diagram, let me go back to this. How did all of this happen? What did we discover? How does a government have this backdoor? Well, what happened was, About starting in 2018, with CISA and DHS, these motley crew of people came together, including at MIT, including uh, at Harvard, including at an organization called CEIR, including at NASED, N-A-S-E-D, a whole bunch of people. And they, along with AP, uh, NASED, the DFR lab, the Brennan Center, all of these people worked together also were funded by the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, by the Murdochs, by Facebook, by Pierre Omidyar, and including some of the election companies. And these organizations funded these people at MIT, at Harvard, at Microsoft, at uh, uh, at uh, over here at uh, the former SISA director. You have uh, Robbie Mook, who's over at, uh, he was uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. You have Tommy Hicks, Who's a commissioner? Republican, left and right, all got together. And why did they get together? So they got together for this singular reason: they knew that the First Amendment of the United States, the United States government, cannot surveil and censor U.S. citizens domestically. You, the U.S. government can surveil and do people in foreign, you know, in, in foreign nations, but they're not supposed to surveil and censor U.S. citizens. So they decided in order to be able to do this, they needed to fill in the gap. Fill in the gap meant that the government would fill in the gap by informing non-governmental entities. And those non-governmental entities would have a call center that would be the backdoor to social media companies. So when they wanted to take someone out that was exposing government malfeasance, they would use this laundering of censorship method. So that's what they decided. And they went and executed that goal by building this architecture. So these guys got together at Harvard Belfer School. And by the way, we found these documents the night before I had to present my lawsuit because I was trying to find out what is this Twitter partnership. And these guys put together a series of documents. These are foundational documents, playbooks. In fact, there are very specific playbooks. I'll share that in the Q&A period. But those playbooks detail in gross detail how the government will blacklist someone who they deem as someone they don't like, and they have particular keywords. And then they would do a step-by-step process to blacklist them, surveil them. That's what happened to me on September 24th, 2020. And then on February 1st, I was on their radar and they fully deplatformed me. All right. So this laundering of censorship architecture that I'm sharing with you is what our lawsuit discovered and presented in federal court. So all of these documents were put together by these folks and those documents, for example, there's the Election Influence Operator Playbook, Volume 1, Volume 2, and so on. These two particular playbooks detailed in gross detail how it's a manual. And using those playbooks, these guys then enable these government organizations, CISA, Homeland Security, all these people to launder their censorship to ISAC, Elections Infrastructure, ISAC, hosted by the Center for Internet Security. And these communication infrastructures were the back end portal to Twitter, Facebook, Google. Okay? So we expose this. And using that infrastructure, by the way, Pierre Omadiar at The Intercept is the one who funded the Center for Internet Security. All right. By the way, Pierre Omadiar of The Intercept. Two years later, The Intercept exposes a little piece of the story. Then Tucker Carlson covers it. Then Glenn Greenwald amplifies the story. But no one dared cover the story when we needed it. When we were in the trenches fighting in 2020, Tucker Carlson did nothing. Glenn Greenwald did nothing. And the ACLU did nothing. But when The Intercept, two dweeb reporters put it out acting like they should win the Pulitzer, suddenly it gets amplified, called DHS leaks. All right. And when I'm looking at this, I'm wondering what the hell is going on? Why are they covering it now? And the reality was two days before that, we had put up a post that was going viral telling Elon Musk, who had just acquired Twitter, you better do something. So this is what I came to find out more recently was the Intercept was protecting Pierre Omidyar, but they never because they didn't want to expose a full story. And this is called the limited hangout. Let me explain. So you have the whole truth. So what these, it's a very particular intelligence agency technique. First, they concealed and delayed our story. Tucker Carlson was part of this. Glenn Greenwald was part of this. ACLU was part of this. Then they plagiarized it. Everything recently, the intercept, they misattributed it. And this is going on right now with Fox News and Elon Musk. Then right now they're prevaricating and manipulating it hijacking what we discovered, but then they're only giving a little piece of it. They do not want to, in the case of Elon Musk, he does not want to talk about this infrastructure is fully in place. He has no intention of taking it down. Fox News knew about it, but they don't want to talk about it because the Murdochs are the ones who funded the infrastructure and neither there's the intercept. This is called a limited hangout. It's called a process. You You give a limited part of the story, you lead people into ignorance, not seeing the whole truth. This is a very good opportunity for people to understand, be it Elon Musk, be it Fox News, be it The Intercept. They give a little piece of the story, create a lot of illusion, and that's Elon Musk, the master of illusion. And what ends up happening is people say, oh my God, the world is so bad, or I'm going to support the, the left right now, or I'm going to support the right, and or they become complacent. And we'll talk more, but the only way out of this is we all have to understand that it is through knowledge, it is through seeing the whole system. As we just shared with you here, this entire system, which takes a systems approach, is how we actually figure out what's really going on in the world. Otherwise, we're always going to be bamboozled. So, this is a reality, okay? And by the way, Pierre Omadiar, we teach in our movement why we need to take a systems approach. Pierre Omadiar at the Democracy Fund, if you go to his website, he's all about system syncing. So, the net of this review that I wanted to see, some of you may have seen this before, is that Number one, it was our historic lawsuit in 2020, which none of the mainstream media, and I didn't see Elon Musk helping us. I didn't see any of these other people helping us back then. It was our lawsuit that broke the story and it was concealed by Fox News. It was concealed by The Intercept, concealed by Glenn Greenwald. But we were very fortunate. We got our story out because we went independent. Some of the people here helped us get our story out. And because we got our story out, we're able to checkmate people right now to expose Elon Musk for the fraud that he really is. He is wholly dependent on the government in everything he does. Twitter is dependent on the government, and we'll talk more about that. So the bottom line is that there is a portal, a backroom portal for government, independent of Twitter to take off people over here. Government can tell who they want to deplatform. And Twitter jumps when they tell them because Twitter needs their platform valuation, not, and in order to get that platform valuation, so they don't get diminished to a publisher, the reason Elon uh, Twitter's valued at 50 billion, even though they have 5 billion in revenue, is because they get a 10X multiple on their revenue, because they're deemed a platform. The, the New York Times, which has $2 billion in revenue, only gets a 2X multiple because they are a publisher. Publishers you can sue, if they say something defamatory. On Twitter, if someone says something defamatory against you, you cannot sue Twitter. They get Section 230 immunity. And Section 230 immunity makes them a platform. And in order to maintain that platform status, government and Twitter have to work together. So let's get it very clear. Elon Musk is an absolute fraud because after acquiring Twitter, he knows this backroom portal exists. He has not removed it. It doesn't take 45 days to take it down. But what he is doing is he is doing this entire drama. Why is he doing the drama? Well, he sure would like conservatives, quote unquote, conservatives driving Teslas. And we'll get more into that. But the bottom line is Elon Musk owes his existence, his valuation, his $200 billion, whatever status to government. And this is a ruse. Because he had on December 3rd, when Clayton Morris asked him, is this exist? He didn't answer the question. We put out a challenge to him to take it down on Friday. He still hasn't taken it down. So for God's sake, everyone. Yeah, Roger Stone um, is not some great guy. You know, he doesn't represent us, okay? Roger Stone is another hack. So I want to bring in our panel right now. We have some uh, a wonderful panel here. Let me bring them on. We have uh, John... We have Crystal. Oops, we have Crystal. uh, John, are you bringing him on? Great. So I want to start with um, John Medlar. You know, John was right there by my side when we were in the middle of that lawsuit. John and I have also been free speech activists for for me for at least 20 years for John and I. We connected about for at least the last half a decade. So I never saw Tucker Carlson. In at the free speech event in Boston, we never saw him supporting our lawsuit. We never saw Elon Musk there. So John, maybe you can give a little bit of perspective <clears throat> to this, John. Go ahead, John.
2: Hi. So when, uh, so yeah, so when John, I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. When Dr. Shiva and I did the free speech rally, Hi, a lot yeah. of all these, a lot of all these conservatives types basically ran the other way as soon as the stuff got controversial and when it got hot when when uh, Marty Walsh and uh, No wait a minute John
0: John stop John can you yeah. stop I think you're not giving a background to people let me just you're just jumping into the free speech thing this is a quick background in August of 2017 we organized a free speech event in Boston right
2: yeah that was actually um, how I met you yeah.
0: yeah that's how John and I met and went and that was it, it turns out we had organized that event months before mm-hmm. in Boston mm-hmm. and the day, of, uh, the week before the event, Charlottesville took place, mm-hmm. and a number of conservatives were asked to speak there. Yep, and all of them ran away because we were being branded, even though we were people from all different political perspectives: Green Party, left wing, right wing, uh, free speech activists. Uh, everyone was invited there, and the, and to and the week before, we were branded as though we were part of the Charlottesville thing. It was just a timing issue. So what ended up happening was forty thousand people showed up against 40 of us and we stood our ground against 40,000 people. So go ahead John, that was the background in 2017 so you can start from there John so people get a little bit of context. Go ahead.
2: Right, right. So with that uh so with them attempting to conflate us with the Charlottesville event that had happened a week earlier and with all the the mayor of Boston whipping up those 40,000 people to counter protest us. Um, all those other quote unquote, conservative, like big name, all these influencer types, they all ran the other way. and Dr. Shiva was one of the few people that stood that stood his ground with me and the others and and uh, stood around at that event. And so that's basically what proved to me personally that Dr. Shiva is a, a a principled fighter who just doesn't give up in the face of adversity. So I've stuck with him ever since. But part of that but uh, part of uh, that journey that I've been on with him ever since is that I was there when he was going through all of these lawsuits and stuff against Twitter and I can tell you how like you know it would be basically impossible to get a hold I remember how it was basically impossible to get a hold of you during that period you would basically shut yourself in your in your office um uh, just just writing these briefs day in and day out and it was like you I I have no idea how you were getting any sleep cuz that's basically all you were doing you wouldn't let anyone see you during that time the only time I got to see you was like during the hearings, basically, or when you would ask me to take a document and uh, courier it over to the courthouse for you. And John's of- essentially
0: referring to all of the, by the way, all of those lawsuit documents are here. These are the, all the ones that we wrote and you know, I wrote drafted. In fact, our lawsuit documents were so good that the Wilmer and Hale Twitter's counsel thought that we had shadow counsel. but yeah, John. So you remember that, right? It was day I- and night. No lawyer in Boston wanted to help us. No big time lawyer wanted to take it on. No attorney general. I didn't see the Missouri attorney general finding people for us. Right. I didn't see any. I didn't Charlie Kirk. Did Charlie Kirk call us, John? I didn't see <laughs> him calling us. Right. No. Nope. None of these people called us. We did it on our own and we exposed this backroom portal. Mm-hmm. So let me bring on um Matt Matt Tribe. Um, I mean Matt from Tribe News. Let me t- just remove here- you here, John. I'll bring you back. Let me bring Matt on. Matt Matt remembers this. Um, Matt reached out to me recently. Go ahead, Matt. Matt, why don't you sort of give your synopsis on what the important point is, what we uncovered here. Go ahead, Matt.
3: Well, first, I want to thank you for asking me to appear tonight with you, Dr. Shiva. And, and I have to say that I come from a family that was here pre-revolutionary war and my family still has a dairy farm on land that was a land-grant from George III. They fought in the Revolutionary War and are prepared to continue to fight for the basic natural rights and the Bill of Rights that are ensconced in the Constitution. And I have to say I'm most impressed with your energy and your stick and your intelligence driven to where you are today, and I very much appreciate what you've done with this lawsuit. So in saying that, my background is, I met Dr. Shiva several years ago, we were working on an independent blockchain gamified uh, business model to work on empirical facts where people all over the world could stake reputation and money to work against each other to find empirical fact and it could be kept forever on the blockchain, just like a court record and somebody could contest that into the future forever and read it untrammeled back through the past what we've seen with these control mechanisms in blockchain has changed that project and it's a little bit on hold right now but in helping dr shiba in the last uh, few months and weeks really disseminate this information that i had uncovered kind of with him after the trial had started um, i brought to the attention of people around me the idea of this limited hangout and the fact that there's fundamentals here that are just being overlooked for the noise of politics and what that really is is and dr shiva touched on this in several points is you have these quote-unquote private companies but these private companies are being directed by the government now this is a direct violation of the first amendment and it is seditious it is criminal So even though there's a lawsuit against a private company, I'm very discouraged that the judge did not immediately refer for criminal action here. But I think we have to understand the limitations of how far our government has gone and how far politics is intertwined. And this is a very great example of that. So when Dr. Sheba touched on Section 230, there's a very fundamental thing. It's a very cut and dry line. If you are of 230, section 230, the Communications Act 1996, I believe, if you are a platform, you can't be sued for liable. Therefore, you also have no editorial rights. You cannot pick and choose what's on there. If you're a publisher, you can be sued, but you have the right to, to edit. Now, what the government's trying to do is say, you can have your cake and eat it too. This is very simple. It is one or the other. No one wants to talk about the fundamental question. Now, this is the same thing with Elon Musk. I don't have a political leaning as far as the parties. I think long ago they have merged. I think Mussolini said it best when he defined really what we're in now, which is, a, a they like to say the friendly word public private partnership, but essentially it's fascism. Yeah. And that's rightly should be called corporatism because it's the merging of corporate and government power. So, they have nice words like public private partnership, but this is what we're involved in. And we have to, one thing you have to understand when you're in these political battles and you see people spun up so far on the left and the right into divisions along every imaginable line is that you have to understand these are fundamental truths. And the government is not going to give us any kind of fair shake on this. It is going to come down to general public opinion and that's you talking to your friends, that's you talking to your family, spreading the word anywhere you can with a smile and care and music and laughter because that's what persuades people, not fighting and arguing. We can win this. They have to be perfect at every step and we only need a few wins to do this. So what I would encourage all of you to do is very simple and it's what I'm doing all the time, taking that PDF document of that manual that manual, which is a seditious criminal act
0: yeah well, just just to be just to be clear, first of all, there's this document if people go to winbackfreedom.com, they can get this PDF of this high-res diagram and uh, they can also get all the manuals of the uh, playbooks. that's what you're referring to, right? Yes, I'm and saying just
3: po- post these PDFs on Twitter. They're all up they, there. Yep. Let, let them play whack-a-mole. Send them to your friends. Let them read what this says. It is a manual to dismantle the Constitution. Now, back in the 1950s, we all hear about, through our history, of the McCarthyism and the anti-communists and how horrible that was. And it was horrible on several levels. But what we don't understand as well today as we should is that the merging of the parties has been going on for a very long time. And this type of thing is not a right left issue. This is a right wrong issue. And in looking at where this has been going for a very long time, we have to look at the destruction of this. Back then they said we were investigating un-American activities. And when asked to define un-American activities, what were those activities? What were those activities that were seditious? Those activities were trying to alter the way of life of the American people outside the means of the the Constitution. The Constitution has ways to change our laws if it's important. Prohibition did that. We passed a constitutional amendment for prohibition. It didn't work. We repealed prohibition. Did we ever do that for the drug war? Never. So Matt, Matt, have we done it? um,
2: Okay, go ahead.
0: A couple of things I'm seeing. So I want to bring Crystal in. So the bottom line is this, Matt. I think. The playbooks and what we discovered, that diagram, everyone should recognize the fundamental issue here that Matt and I are talking about is that that backroom portal that was created and is still as active, that's what we want to talk about. We're talking about the fact that Elon Musk is coming in and doing this big song and dance, you know, doing this song and dance and a bunch of sort of rhino conservatives are all now trying to use this to go against Biden, right? Just like the left was trying to use January 6th against the right, so it's all one big game. But at the well, end of the true. day, this that's censorship true. portal is still fully functional and active. Nothing has happened in 45 days. It takes only one I, line of code to take this down. And Musk has actually not only not discussed it, but has concealed it. The other important thing I want to make, Matt, is That two weeks ago, week ago, Elizabeth Warren and Lindsey Graham announced that they are going to pass further legislation. And I want to make this very, very clear: Lindsey Graham and Elizabeth Warren are going to come together to pass legislation to protect social media companies even further. And it's very, very similar to what occurred in 2000. In 2000, the telco companies were violating the First and the Fourth Amendment by you by doing wiretaps at the behest of the government. Let me repeat that again. The telecommunication companies in 2000 during the Bush administration were violating the First and Fourth Amendments and wiretapping people at the behest of the government. In 2011, when major lawsuits took place against telco, the telecommunications companies, the government, Democrat and Republicans got together, Matt, And they pass laws to retroactively immunize the illegal activity. When you look at this, what I'm sharing here, the diagram that I shared here, and this is a very, very important point that people need to really write down so you don't get bullshitted by freaking Elon Musk. The guy's a bullshitter in many ways. But this diagram shows that there's a portal that government here can do an end run around the First Amendment. Now, why am I harping on this? Because that is beyond the law. Elon Musk keeps giving this little speech. You know, I will not do anything against the law and I won't do anything beyond the law. Well, Musk, maybe you're an idiot or you're just thinking everyone else is an idiot. This is beyond the law. Right, Matt? There's no law that allows the government to do an end run around the First Amendment. This is active and he still kept it operational. So... The
3: supreme, law, yeah, oh, the supreme law of the land is is still the constitution, even if it's largely ignored. And both sides of the aisle seem to be calling for it to go away uh, in their build back better, great reset dreams. But this is what I'm getting to with the idea of un-American activity.
0: Right, when it's you, completely when, un-American. When,
3: when you try to go outside the bounds of the constitution that allow for changes to the fundamental way of life in America, you are being the seditious one, and when you watch these these uh, bread and circuses of uh, trials on primetime TV of January sixth, and you know when you think about that, what did that really accomplish? What it accomplished was putting fences and twenty five thousand troops around Washington D.C. for a bunch of tourists that they opened the doors for. I mean, you have to be able to actually execute. Just to have a coup, you have to be able to be capable, right. And looking so, at those photos, guys with bullhorns and painted faces and five dollars in their pocket aren't capable of overthrowing the government. so it is I, on its face, a joke
0: so the key thing here is that this censorship infrastructure exists, and it's beyond the law. Yeah. Yeah. So Musk must keep saying that he won't do anything beyond the law. so this is he is now, in my view, waiting for Elizabeth Warren and Lindsey Graham to pass a law which will immunize the illegal activities that Twitter has been doing. Let me bring in Crystal Ellis here. Crystal, are you there? And we'll come back to everyone shortly. So Crystal um, is an entrepreneur. She's out in the Midwest and Crystal has been part of our movement. And Crystal actually, Matt, to your point, Crystal did specifically what we were discussing here. She took the PDF, she took the pictures and everything and she went on to Elon Musk timeline, and she started sharing it. Crystal, what happened when you did that on Elon Musk timeline on Twitter? Why don't you tell everyone what actually happened, and tell well, you know, sort of what happened, you know, the details. Go ahead.
4: So, well the the night of his Twitter Space, whatever hangout thing it is, um,
0: December third, yeah.
4: Yep, December third. I I had posted on his timeline, and also the hosts that were hosting that event and the next day i woke up and i was blocked from elon's twitter so i was no longer to post be able to post on his um under his uh, his tweets i was not able to share any of his tweets i'm not able to um yeah retweet any of his tweets nothing so i'm yeah it's twitter is less Um, Free now than it was previously, in my opinion, one, you're not back. I have less. um, I can't, you know, tweet uh, on Elon's page and everybody that I know, every everyday person that I know who was blocked from Twitter, they still don't have their account. So I really don't know why. Oh, it's so much better now. How? I don't I don't see it. Plus, they're not acknowledging the fact that for sure. um, Elon knows about this domestic um, censorship infrastructure, it's very obvious that he knows it. Anybody out there in the comments is, oh, give him time he doesn't know. You really need to wake up. And Dr. Shiva's done a video about this with a lawyer. Carlos, I would say, go back and watch it. There's a process when you buy a company this this large, they have to indulge that information. And it's not like it'd be the first company that has government entanglements that Elon's involved with. He knows exactly what he's getting himself into. So anybody who thinks otherwise is completely asleep at the wheel and it's time people really need to wake up like all the way up.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Crystal. Let me bring back um, a bunch of people now, uh, our, our panel here. Let me just, uh, I, I think it's very, very important in this context of people who are joining. We have a, we have close to 800 people live, which is great people understand that the central thesis, since we're focusing on, by the way, we want to thank B and David Yerman for your donations. You know, um, one of the things I want to end with before I uh, sort of, uh, I I don't want to leave this very important point what we just shared with all the diagrams here, you know, our movement and everything we do, we don't give up. You know, we've just gone through walking through this entire censorship infrastructure, how they did this limited hangout, uh, but there is a way forward, and we don't want to leave. You know, the problem is a lot of people do this expose, but they don't give people a way out. We not only expose, attack, and we have many, many victories in court, but we want to tell everyone there's a way out. We all have to learn the science of systems. And that science of systems, people like Omidyar know. And that science of systems, which we have, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We put together an entire educational program or community. It's an awesome way that you guys can become activists to actually fight versus just talk about how the world sucks. That's only one part of it. You have to identify the problem, but we have the solution also at truthfreedomhealth.com.
3: What she, I want like to, wanna, go ahead. Uh,
0: what I want to talk about, and then we'll, um, we're going to also take some inbound phone calls everyone is that take these points. Elon Musk is a lackey of the government. Don't give him all this credit. Go look at all of his tweets from 2011, To even 2022 recently. He never talked about free speech. Elon Musk talks that Tesla is, oh, we don't do advertising. Crystal's husband is a car dealer in Nebraska and a number of places, right? And you find out Musk promotes himself, oh, we don't do advertising. I'm sorry, Musk does massive advertising. One of the most profound advertising mechanisms is called cause-related marketing. Cause-related marketing. You take a cause up and then you market a product, okay? So you could be XYZ company. You say, oh, we're against breast cancer, or, right? And then you use that. Elon Musk is basically right now using free speech to get more Republicans and conservatives driving Teslas. Why? It's a longer discussion, but you have to, it's very interconnected. Go look at the background of Elon Musk. Everyone knows that I I have massive concerns with Trump, which we've exposed more than concerns. He's not fighting for us. But there was a period when Trump was supporting the Paris Accords. Elon Musk was being brought in at that time to be part of his, quote unquote, council. Well, Elon Musk leaves at that point. When you go look at the Paris Accords, you'll find out that the Paris Accords, and there's a video John's going to play for everyone shortly. In that video, it's about a 10 minute video. We want to play it for everyone. That video clearly exposes, and I did this back in 2016, which went viral. I think it got like 20 million views and then it got taken down. Then it would get back, put back up. But that video exposes that the Paris Accords, which is built based on this bogus concept, CO2 is a pollutant, allows China to double their pollution from 11 billion metric tons to 22 billion. It allows India to double their pollution. Now, why am I bringing this up in the context of Elon Musk and free speech? Well, In order for those organizations by 2030, they have to buy something called carbon credits. Carbon credits are sold on the open market and there's a limited number of them. So you can pollute, but you buy carbon credits to offset your pollution. Carbon credits are worth a lot. Elon Musk gets regulatory credits from the government for each Tesla he sells. When 2020 and 2021, he wasn't gonna be profitable. So he sells about a billion dollars, over a billion dollars worth of carbon credits, and boom, he gets profitability. The day he becomes profitable, the value of Tesla's go up to eight hundred billion dollars. Today they're six hundred billion. But he would never have achieved that profitability, did he not? Was he not able to sell carbon credits brought to you by the government, brought to you by the bogus climate change, fake science, worse than the 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 COVID stuff? Uh, nonsense that was put together. So Elon Musk's Teslas need carbon tax. And he's openly said we need to tax the hell out of everyone. Well, all of you conservatives out there are many of you who have still a brain on your head are against the whole climate change nonsense. And all of these conservatives, Elon Musk, again, is a marketer. He's an ad guy. He can't make all the revenue for Tesla just from liberal Democrats. He needs rednecks in Teslas, okay? I got my gun. I'm my Tesla. That's what he wants. And in order for him to do that, he's running an ad campaign because they know that the solid conservative Americans in this country hate an attack on the First Amendment. So he's got to sucker them in. So he buys Twitter, doesn't dismantle the censorship portal, is getting ready, fire some idiots. It's like a facelift old wine, new bottle, still old wine. And he's doing this game to sucker conservatives and he's got now Sean Hannity promoting it. He's got Tucker Carlson putting his bogus face on. This is all to sucker through this fake free speech people back into the green carbon tax stuff. So that's what you got to understand. That's the fundamentals of what's going on. And it's a full on onslaught against the working people, not in this country, but globally. What I want to do is but I want to take calls, so John's going to put out calls. We have a single phone, I'm going to give you my phone, which I've given to Elon Musk 617 631 6874. And a lot of you have tweeted at him, but exactly, Musk, Musk is a distraction. So you can call in, and each one of us will attempt to answer the question. So call in and ask whatever question you want. If you think Elon Musk needs more time, if you think he's a great guy, let's talk about it. But yes, someone said Elon Musk is bringing social credit. One of the important things, about six weeks ago, a company got funded $2 billion to merge carbon credits with cryptocurrency. The FTX collapse was about bringing crypto under central banks. So think about what Elon Musk is really doing here. The Tesla front man, by the way, those cars suck. If you're in them, you really <laughs> feel like you're driving around in an iPhone. You have to be an idiot to buy these cars, okay? Okay. The, the, if you want to, if you're a liberal and you want to talk about how they're abusing children, we should think about that when they build those batteries. All right. But the, so let's take a call here. We have someone from Tacoma, Washington. Hello. Oh, oh they called and they went away.
3: Hey, I'd like to make a, a quick point before we go there.
0: Yep. And what, I,
3: what I'd like to say is it is important, and this lawsuit is incredibly important. And hopefully, the lack of what is happening in criminal referrals becomes apparent. I have a good friend, Ernest Hancock who says what you do with these fights is you make them say it, make them say that they're violating the law. But what's more important than that is creating our own systems. There's 330 million of us out there who can just say no, who can just start working towards other solutions. So yes, it's important to fight, but if you understand that these people are working together to to achieve these goals, to achieve this legislation, to take us steps down the road, away from the American idea of private property and freedom and liberty into a central bank digital currency actuated uh, ESG world of these carbon credits, where you, the uh, incredible slogan will own nothing and be happy. The insanity is beyond belief in the cognitive dissonance among the Hello, populace. Hello, how are you? Hello. So, yes, would
0: I'm you sorry. like to ask a question? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, Matt, we, go ahead. The question is why, why don't we
1: do a lawsuit
0: against Elon Musk to, so th-
1: since he's violating the Constitution?
0: Yeah. So you want to ask why won't we do a lawsuit against Elon Musk? So let me, first of all, um, just say a couple of e- things. Elon now.
3: Musk uh, is not
0: violating the Constitution. One second, Matt. One second. So yeah. let, let me just uh, do a couple of things here. First of all, um, t- what's your name, by the way? My
1: name is John.
0: John, one of the things you wanna know is that uh, what occurred with our lawsuit is very, very important to understand because in our own lawsuit, when we, uh, we were suing Twitter and we were also suing the government of Massachusetts, the judge wanted to simply put me back on Twitter and he and he did, wanted me to drop all the case against the government. So it's very important to understand uh, that there's two aspects here. Twitter as an organization can throw anyone off. They're a private company. Does that make sense? They can do that. Is that clear? Okay. The part that we're talking about is that Twitter still has a portal to government. There's two parts of the problem. On the left hand, Twitter has every right to throw off whoever they want. But on the right hand, they have a gov- they have a portal to government. And that portal allows them to for government to launder censorship through Twitter. And that's what we're talking about. So the- well, it's,
3: it's not just that Shiva, remember, I know you're talking about the portal, but they have a right to throw you off, absolutely. But you can't also claim exemption under section 230. And they, well, that, well, that's, that,
0: that that's actually not true. I mean, you so can't, what- Well, it, it isn't true, but it's philosophically- Well, well the idea, yeah, they, The intent of the law. Yeah, but as a so, private company, Matt, and this came out of yes, our lawsuit, I, they have every right to have their own first amendment because they are a private entity to do that. So let's be, this. the bottom line is that government set up a backroom portal to Twitter so they can tell government, so Twitter can tell government what to do. And that's where section 230 comes in. In order to maintain their section 230 status, Twitter has allowed that to continue and even Musk allows that to continue. So what we have done uh, to, to the caller's question is, uh, we have recently, uh, the, the judge basically wanted me to drop all the claims against the government. Of course he did. <laughs> and just <laughs> get so back on answer. Twitter. Okay. 10 foot pole. And just get back on Twitter. Okay. And that's what he wanted. And we refused to do that. Then the judge sealed our lawsuit, sealed it on censorship, and forced me simply to write the lawsuit with one claim. And I refused to do that. Alex Berenson simply went back on Twitter, and he struck a deal with the government. We refused to do that. So what we are now doing, as you'll see in the latest effort, is um, we have just initiated our lawsuit against CISA and DHS, the government. The key thing to take away here: it is the government. When we talk about ch- China and these other countries, typically in China you have it's state capitalism. You call it fascism, but the government. And the big owners of the private companies have become one. And in this case, the U.S. gives this illusion that private companies and government are different. But what's happened is the government and private companies have become one and they use, as we showed in that diagram, NGOs. Does that make sense? So they basically launder censorship. That's why this diagram is really, really important to share, because what it shows is that we live in a world where. What's that? Last
1: action lawsuit.
0: We can. And we can do a class action against SISA and and, uh, the government. okay? because they're the ones who initiate all this. But the bottom line is when you look at this diagram, the government is using these NGOs to launder the censorship. Thank you. Let's take another call. So we have Abraham. Abraham, how are you?
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Good. What's your question?
1: My question is, I know we're complaining about all this but what can we do?
0: Great. So there's two things. Um, the first thing, Abraham, thank you for your question. Abraham's asking, what can we do? First of all, everyone knows that for those of you out there, you know, I've been an activist since I was 17 years old. We, I never wanted to participate in electoral politics. We believe you have to build movements. And what do I mean by that? If you go back to the history of the 1900s, And the early 1900s globally, people were building these bottoms up, very powerful movements of working people. And in response to those workers movements, which were having massive gain. So if you go back to the late 1800s and 1900s, Abraham, what actually happened was these movements of working people was causing serious devastation to the establishment. By the 1920s and 30s, they forced Franklin Delano Roosevelt to throw out some significant gains. For example, they got had to get rid of child labor. They had to give infrastructure. By the 1950s, the elites, you know, you talk about the McCarthyism, that's only one part of it. They used the right wing to attack the workers, calling them Marxists because they said working people should unite. And they used the left wing to take over these very, very powerful organic bottoms up unions. So between well, 1950 to 1970, what ended up happening was that the unions were crushed they they became top-down. And the se- the second thing that happened was that the right wing basically ensured that there was no more bottoms-up movement. So between 1900 huh. to 1970, what took place was there were nearly 11,000 11, strikes with 100 million people participating. Between 1970 to today, there's been maybe 900 strikes with around 2 million participation. So we've know? devastated... One second, Matt, can you...
3: Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm having a little problem. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's been fundamentally what's happened is we destroyed these bottoms up movement at Truth, Freedom and Health. Everyone should go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We are doing two things. We're educating people on the need to take a systems understanding. The elites know how to think from a systems perspective. The foundations of systems, a very powerful course. We give Matt, you should take it if you haven't, because it'll really help all the people you should talk about it. Crystal's gone through it. John's a master at it. but the nature of systems thinking is what the elites learn. The second thing that happens is we built now a global community of 350,000 people. But without the knowledge of systems, everyone's in this constitutional thing or in this, they have these little tidbits and they think they're doing something, but they're not. What they're actually doing is looking at the problem in little pieces. So we have to number one, learn the foundations of systems. So when we, and, and to make it easy for people, we've put all of this together. And it's a fundamental thing we do. So beyond fighting on the ground, we also offer a solution. And that is a science. It's, it's, this is the truth for, you learn how you learn the foundations of systems. We built regular classes and we do special lectures. We have an entire community and we've created tools that are independent of big tech that we use for our community to communicate with. So people are not wasting their time on existing big tech platforms. So I want to, uh, tell everyone that we're not just here to gab and talk about, you know, people sometimes the constitutional guys spend way too much time on, on something over here, but they don't want to build movements. The left and the right always want to do this left, right stuff, but fundamentally we have to build a bottoms up movement. John, did you want to say something to that?
2: Mm-hmm. Nope. I was, I was. Oh, really okay.
0: Hold on. No, it was, it right was Matt. I oh. was trying to speak up
3: shiva i'd like to make a comment about that a chance. yeah one
0: second we'll take this one question we'll come back go ahead sure, Hello.
1: hi dr shiva yes it's jason here Um Jason Esti. i just wanted to ask you do you think there's any way i know that um we're all about facilitating a powerful bottoms up movement and that's what you and the truth health freedom wars are about is there any way that we we somehow we can expose Fox News so much for example as you are with Tucker Fucker Carlson that we can get you on there even if it's if it isn't Tucker interviewing you if he doesn't have the ball somebody else
0: Yeah Jason Hello? that's that's never going to happen yeah. okay they will never okay. put us on so. yeah so I think I think you got to go back and study chapter 7 of the not so obvious Establishment. they will never put us on and we don't need to be on there we need to build our own independent movement okay so you got to get yeah. your okay. Thanks. Does anyone want to a- answer that?
2: Yeah, yeah. They, they, they they tried to they tried the, when when you first started running against Elizabeth Warren, they thought, oh, maybe we can use this guy. And they put you on like once or twice, and then the mm-hmm. most they realize, oh crap, this guy's for real. Then like, no, never again. Never give him give him any more coverage. Like,
0: yeah, go ahead, uh, Matt. Do you want to address his question I want, and, like I back to on st- Fox News? I want no. I wanted to step back to the last the the last. Uh,
3: comments that you made about the uh, bottoms up movements of the uh, industrial revolution going into world war II. And one important development that really, really, really hurt those movements was when the federal reserve was created and these large non-taxable foundations came into existence in the IRS in 1913. And that allowed the Rockefellers and the Guggenheim's and the Carnegie's and JP Morgan to use their great wealth in a tax-free manner, to manipulate the population and essentially counter these these movements. And that's really important because that's the format that's being used today in the Ford Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation. They're using tax-free philanthropic money to do a few good acts. There's probably no question they do some good things, but a lot of it is to manipulate for their own ends. And we see a lot of that with Bill Gates and the vaccine profits that are just out in our face now. And and I yeah. think that's a really important part in between the industrial revolution and when you talk about FDR, that that really hurt people who were using money that was still backed by gold that couldn't be created out of thin air that went away with the Federal Reserve Act.
0: Yeah, we call that it, um, the not so obvious establishment. And we have a lot of that, the NGOs the nonprofits who claim that they're doing good. And that's what Elon Musk is doing right now. He's playing this cause related marketing, acting as though he's doing good for people. And at the end of the day, what they're really doing is manipulating people. Let's take the next question. Hi, Abraham. Do you have another question?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to make one small comment. What What you're doing is very important, of course. But, but you should know that without free speech, we're going to lose all our civil rights.
0: Definitely. Definitely. It's this
1: very serious frontline fight we're making now.
0: You're, you're nailing it. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I so don't know if you know...
1: It's is communist. I was in communist China for 14 years. I say I, I know. I know how quickly they could change. And they could do it by just a phone health code. They could turn the code from green to red. And you're locked in your room. You can't come out. You can't go anywhere. So when they control free speech and your right to choose about vaccine or no vaccine and you lose your rights here and there on the media platform because they're controlling free speech
0: thank you abraham i got another call we got it Yes. Yeah, thank
1: sorry.
0: you okay hi thank tim you. powell do you have another question comment thank
1: you. yeah
5: i wanted to ask about boycotts.
0: yes go ahead
5: Oh, yeah, Um, I can, I was just a child but I remember in Washington State, uh, something went down in the 80s, early 80s, 1980s, I believe, where it was just common knowledge that the gas prices had had shot up, and um, word got out, and people, there were a couple of designated days where people just didn't buy gas, not, of course, not truckers or people that, you know, had to buy gas, but it was, you know, it really, if memory serves, like, it, it got a lot of attention i just don't know why we don't instigate you know boycotts
0: anymore well no it's a good idea i think one of the what is your name karen is it hello catherine yeah catherine so what we are doing at truth freedom health go check it out we have a global movement right now but we're going back to first principles what's happened since 1950 is people forgot to build independent movements people outsource their future to the left wing or the right wing or every two to four years they decided they're going to vote for this guy or that guy and got into this lesser of two evils nonsense right so if you just look at the recent history a lot of trumpers by the way voted for obama for eight years people supported obama he printed you know 8.1 trillion dollars trump printed 6.9 trillion dollars in just in one term so we don't so we have to build a bottoms up movement now when you get to that point you have to then realize that how do you build a bottoms up movement and there's a physics to it and many of this stuff has failed and so truth freedom and health we teach people the foundations of systems and and the elites learn system science they go to fletcher school they go to kennedy school if we don't understand the science of systems how to build these movements they have a you know nuclear weapon and we're running around with sticks and stones so no,
5: I, I understand. I I didn't I didn't follow follow Dr. Sheep for a long Oh great, time. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. All no, right. I just I was just wondering why. You know, that just was like my favorite. No, I think boycott
0: but but boycott's a great idea. We should come to our next open house, let's put it out there and let's talk about how we organize it. Okay, Thursday. Yeah,
5: yeah. I think people need to start um realizing the power of that. I mean, we're funding all of these jerks <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> one way or another we're participating and and again it's all just distractions and nobody it's just part of the big picture and I don't understand why people won't like because um, that I think boycotting is a wonderful well idea. well why don't because why you don't, don't you to come face with anybody why
3: mm-hmm?
0: don't you come on Thursday to our open house we have hundreds of people on key activists and let's talk about it okay let me take this other call thank you um, hi who do we have
1: to come on Thursday for open house hello, yeah. hello, hello. Okay. Oops.
0: you got to turn down your uh the sound on the back
1: oh okay
0: <laughs> go ahead, nay nay, what's your name Ambrose no chris go ahead, Chris. what's your question or comment
1: uh, I, I was just gonna say um Biden care is coming in the form of middle middle class housing subsidies. And once that happens, um, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna crash the economy. And then they're gonna offer housing subsidies to help you pay for your rent, so you don't get kicked out. But there's gonna be strings attached to it. Uh huh. And the, the strings are gonna be, oh, you know, you don't have any gun rights anymore, and you don't own your property anymore. Right. So I just want to bring awareness to that.
0: Yeah, it's a good so. point. I think that's why the goal is. This this company, a startup, got funded two billion dollars to merge in carbon credits, which Elon Musk is a big proponent of, with crypto, and then it's going to be centralized. So when you look at the three pillars: crypto, digital currency, merge with carbon credits, and centralized in central banks. And when they do that, we're going to all be in digital cages. But you're absolutely right; those components are part of that. Thank you. Let but me ask also- our panel. <laughs> Let me ask our panel uh, a it's- question. Let me, ask our, let me ask our panel a question that Elon Musk recently has put forward something where he has said the ADL said free speech. John, you found this, right? Does not equal free reach. Listen very carefully. Free speech does not equal free reach.
2: That was and the- Elon
0: Musk is repeating that. Yep. It's a very, very powerful thing, which means you could be on these platforms, have lots of followers but you won't get reach which is really screwed up. What do you guys think about that? Free speech will not equal free reach.
2: It's just another way for them to try to, to try to say for, uh, well, they're trying to market free speech but not actually give people free speech.
0: Crystal, we'll what do you think it. about
4: it? Yeah, like John said, it's it's all fake free speech. And that's exactly what it is. And if he ever does let you back on Dr. Shiva, for sure he'll have a digital cage around you. You were already being shadow banned every day on Twitter before I, every time I went to your Twitter page, I had to refollow you. And then the next day I'd come back and I wasn't following you. And I'd have to do it again. Same thing happens on Facebook, actually.
0: Matt, what do you think about that? Free speech versus free reach. It's almost like he's talked about free speech, but you're resetting the goalpost. What do you think about it, Matt? I think it's self-explanatory.
3: I don't, I don't think you can go to your oppressors and get any success in begging for your rights. You have to claim your rights and you have to take them. And Twitter is never going to do that. And to sit here and complain about it and think that's going to happen is, is the definition of insanity. It's not going to happen. We yes. have to write that
0: off. So this whole distinction between free speech and free reach is just bamboozling. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's
3: it's not even worth our time. This is the time that we're putting our minds onto this instead of getting out and doing the things you've outlined really in your movement, Dr. Shiva. We need to be out in the street and not worrying about Elon Musk because there's not a darn thing we're going to do about it, except don't buy his cars, ignore him and
0: tell all your friends. There you go. So that's that's part of the boycott. Don't buy his cars. Probably don't even get on Twitter.
3: And use cash because one of the points I wanted to make before is it's worse than just subsidies. And I apologize. I didn't remember the name of the caller who called. He's Uh, right. Abraham. Abraham. He's right in the, no, I think it was Chris. uh, He's right in the macro, but it's worse than that. Because when you really understand, and there's a great, great definition, and you guys can write this down. It's called the Bitcoin PSYOP. It's a short video from a guy named James Corbett, CorbettReport.com look at that because they love to conflate the difference between cryptocurrency and digital currencies and understanding the difference you can learn this you don't have to be a blockchain genius you don't understand have to understand cryptography but use cash don't use your credit cards don't use venmo don't use paypal make them get cash out of the banks i'm I'm telling you these little things make a difference don't let them track everything you do every chance you get pay in a way that's non-trackable These are the small things we can do in everyday situations. If you can opt out of a search, if you can get away from don't have a ring phone, don't have an Amazon bot listening to everything you say in your house. These are the things we really need to do. And when I talk about the subsidies, which worse than subsidies is when they can manipulate this digital dollar, which becomes a central bank digital currency. And let me explain to you what that is. It is programmable money. So each unit of money, think of a dollar. Okay, wait a minute, is, wait a
0: minute, wait a minute, Matt, let, let's let's yeah. focus on this. I don't want to go. I, I, it, I think, think it's important. That's a whole different discussion. I want to, I'll, keep, I'll keep it short. Yeah, I want what, what I'm sure is, is, let is let they finish. give you. I want to, Matt, I want to really yeah. focus on this censorship infrastructure, what Musk has done, because that's what. Is, well, this is the social credit score. This is how they'll actually... Right, right. But I want to relate it back to Musk because sure. right now there's something real going on and we can't just sort of run away into Vermont or the woods or go to India and sit under a tree. The reality is you have a guy who's bamboozling, who has lot, a big megaphone and lots and lots of people acting as though he's fighting for free speech. He's taken over a massive platform with hundreds of millions of people And let's focus on that, okay? Because part of, let let me just finish, Matt. Part of what happens is people start talking about a lot of these other guys and no one's out there building a movement. We're the only movement that, so I don't wanna talk about James Corbett because he never came and helped us out. I'm sorry, okay? Ernie Hancock was supporting- And he's promoting- Robert Kennedy. And he was supporting Robert Kennedy. So So I really want you to take the course because there's a lot of these not so obvious establishment people who talk a big game, but Ernie Hancock was supporting when I exposed Robert Kennedy, he got upset with me. So I don't want to pollute our discussion here with people when at the time they weren't there to help us and they were promoting misleaders. So I have to get that off my chest. Okay. And, and uh-huh. Crystal knows this, John knows this. So I really want you to take no. the course because no. it's guys like you and others who get to this certain point but they don't understand that we're building a movement that goes at these very root fundamentals of what it takes to build a movement. And let me finish, let me finish, Matt, let me finish. But the reason I didn't want to go back on Hancock's show was because he got upset when I exposed Kennedy because a lot of these people do not understand the dynamics of the not-so-obvious establishment. And the reason we're doing the show right now, I want to focus it on Elon Musk, okay? Because what he's doing, he's acting as though he's against the establishment, and he's precisely doing stuff against that. What he's doing is suckering people back into the establishment. So it's very important to discuss him, not say, well, we're we're going to well, talk about a movement and we do that every day. But let's go ahead, uh Crystal. Good. Okay.
4: Yeah, I, it is the most important principle, right, Dr. Shiva? Um I and I just had a bunch of warriors messaging me saying Matt should come on into class and learn about the not so obvious establishment and how actually we've reached out to a lot of these people and wow. they've all, they were nowhere, and you know, these it, people, these characters are nowhere and they still um, are nowhere. And- um, Well, yeah, they,
0: particularly oh, what it, they do it, is-
3: In my defense, can I, I speak a, a couple things here? They like- no, to wait, wait Matt, Matt, problem.
0: Matt, mm-hmm. I don't okay. want this to become a discourse between that. I want this to go goal no, here either. to focus on Musk And what he's doing and you focus
3: on personality over principle you will get nowhere i'm telling you that okay you can't make everybody your enemy if anybody shares even part of your this is on
0: principle this is on principle principle, wait wait wait. okay (laughs) i'm gonna the the principles okay wait a minute let's focus here because this is not we want to talk about the fact that the censorship infrastructure has not been removed That's a very important principle that we spent two years exposing. Okay. So that's a fundamental principle. And we're not going to talk. We want to focus a discussion on that because I put the blood and sweat into it when others weren't there. All right. All these other people weren't there over here, either raising money to find our lawsuit, support it. What we fundamentally expose that there's a government censorship infrastructure and that infrastructure has not been removed in 45 days. And Elon Musk, personality, brand, he's part of that. So let's not go into the, oh, let's not mix personality. No, he is the personality, he is the power behind it. And everyone else is understanding that. So the right now, one of the important things we wanna talk about is this Thursday, we will do an orientation again. And there's a lot of people who've been sending us lots and lots of emails about what to actually do. Because I think the reality is that what Musk is doing with Twitter is to essentially use Twitter as another money-making venture. The people that he's fired, they all walk away with 20 to $40 million parachutes, okay? It's not like there's a major change taking place here. The fundamental censorship infrastructure that allows government to go through Twitter to shut down people has not been removed. And we've been- Yeah, that's important.
3: That's the fundamental thing.
0: Yeah, so that's what we want to talk about, okay? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, and there are those agents who have not brought out that. And historically, whenever you look at anything, when it was the election systems issue, when it was a vaccine issue, over and over again, because of our system science understanding, we were always ahead of the curve. And same thing, we're ahead of the curve now. And people would say, well, you shouldn't attack Robert Kennedy. No, you should, because he represents a whole bunch of people who he was misleading,
2: you okay. should attack the things he says, but. It... All right, John, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you, you attack. But he is the things he says. he's the, thing Amen. the things. Amen. Does like, yeah? Like that no you can't one... you can't separate the two. Like nope. there's, and there's one yeah. thing calling. One thing like okay, so la- I want to respond like like it's like this person MJ says it'll take forever to build a bottoms up movement. We don't have time. We already live in communism. Well, MJ uh-huh. needs to MJ needs to take the course because there is no other shorter option. Than building a movement. It's like, what are you going to do? Wait for at one of these anointed celebrities from Hollywood to come down, or one of these, like, two, or someone who's nominated by the party? They're not going to do it for you. They're not going to do it for you. The fastest option is to build a movement. If you try to go in with the lesser of two evils or anything, or, or try to, like, um, uh, dance around issues where people are, are are misleading people who are not following principles and you try to and and um uh, and you go with misleaders you're gonna spend another 40 years like you like you said dr Shiva in one of our videos you're gonna make this suffering last for another 40 years rather than actually yeah get- i think
0: the key thing is the reason we've been so successful and all of these other guys have been around have not is because we can we we a- apply the science of systems and we've been exposing these people. In 2019, I gave a talk, if you remember, John, at the National Science Foundation, and the next month we went to New Jersey on the ground, 5,000 militant mothers and fathers and people, and we stopped the vaccine bill from passing. While Kennedy was running around, the person and the movement, the personality, both, telling us, oh, we should negotiate with the Democrats so these people are misleaders and we will call them out by their name by who they are because they're not just individuals they represent movements and it is our movement that has consistently said we need to bring people in and those people need to be brought in in a way that was brought in where people understand these dynamics and they need to make sure that they understand the not so obvious establishment because it is a not so obvious establishment that keeps derailing people's movements so Elon Musk is a not so obvious establishment. And so we recognize all of you, you know, those of you, a lot of our activists on there get this, but a lot of people have this naivete and some of the naivete says, oh, don't attack the personality They're blah, 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 bullshit. Number two, we will also expose these people for what they didn't do, because it's not like you're attacking a child. These are people who get millions of dollars and they represent movements, people that they've been misleading. And if you look at the history of the United States movements, it has been the misleaders starting the 1950s. They institutionalized themselves to mislead movements. And that is why we're in the situation today. Because starting in 1970, all of these movements were overtaken by misleaders. The Kennedys are the institutionalization of that. The two-party system is the institutionalization of that. So yeah, I,
2: got that. Yeah, I got to respond hi John. to sparkling ice. Everyone is not good or bad. What Musk is doing right now is good and he deserves credit. No, no, absolutely not. not, yeah. not I, I, I love it when these people do this. like, well, everyone's a little bit good and bad. There's a big difference between like someone having a flaw like like um uh, like, like, like me stuttering on the microphone or something like that or me getting a little bit defensive when i feel like when when, when uh, i'm a bit confused about a question that dr Sheehan was asking that's a flaw and then there's people who are saying one thing and doing another like like elon musk talking about being for speech speech but he's not getting rid of the government censorship portal that he could have gazapped when he took over that company that's a very different yeah so so
0: john i think let's let's just so look you have to look at people's actions Robert Kennedy talked a good game, but in his own house, he had to make sure everyone was vaccinated before they came. And suddenly you have people who think Bobby's their friend, you know, forgetting about this. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter and there's not been one move made to eliminate that portal. That's the personality. That is the individual. He's a brand and he should be exposed. Now, if we have to and we've always been two years ahead of this. So all these other people that do all these little videos, they were never there at the right time. They wait two years later or a year later, and that's why we get into these conditions. But John, you nailed it, okay? Let me uh, end by saying a couple of things. So on Thursday, we're gonna be having an orientation. We invite everyone to come, exactly, delusion, thank you. There's a big delusion as, um, as someone says, people are deluded because they are actively misled by the not so obvious establishment. So that's the biggest lesson that we want to learn from the Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is literally waiting for uh, Elizabeth Warren and Lindsey Graham to pass this law so he can say he's within the law. That's, where it's go- that's, where, that's what's happening right now. So I, I recommend everyone go to winbackfreedom.com. You will find all the materials there. That censorship diagram. I recommend everyone to share broadly with people, which many of you have done, which is awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, we have Jamie Valentino. Jamie's actually uh, Jamie's a welder out in Maine, right? He never did step one for speech sheets. Take down the portal. This is very simple. And we, you look across the grifters. No one is talking about this. All these people who claim. They always want to make amends for Elon Musk. And this is why movements don't build because people don't say the right thing at the right time. So thanks, Jamie. The other important thing to recognize is that, and I'll end with this note is about, God, 1986, it's been a long time. There was a very, very famous engineer by the name of Alan McDonald. And he said something very interesting um, before he died. In 1986, when the space shuttle um, was about to take off, It had icicles on it. I used to get up in the morning and watch it. And I was saying, wow, I hope they don't take that off. This is in Florida. Well, when I went to class that morning at 11, the the shuttle was blowing up. Alan McDonald, who was a chief engineer at Morton Thiokol, he was being pressured by NASA to sign off on the launch and he wouldn't do it. He was vilified, attacked. Oh my God, you got to do it. You got to do it. Anyway, two years ago before he died, he said the most important thing in life and we teach this in our course. That's why we recommend people who think they know it all to take the course. Because the most important thing in life is to say the right thing at the right time. Not when it's in vogue to do it. And our movement will calls out these people because we're elevating people's consciousness so they don't follow misleaders. And right now, the quote unquote conservatives are being misled by Elon Musk. And he doesn't give a damn about conservatives, Republicans or Democrats. He cares about his billion dollar status or being a front man for Silicon Valley. So that's what we're calling out now. Just like in 2019, we called the COVID pandemic. Just like in 2020, we called the election systems issues. And people always wonder, Dr. Shiva, how do you have this prescience? The reason is many of our people are getting this because when you understand the interconnections between things, that is a systems approach. But one of the most important things in system science, you understand there's always a disturbance that comes in the way that manipulates us. And that is the not so obvious establishment. And we are very critical about that, Matt. And we have to be, because if you're not critical, you get misled and then you wanna go off and do something that's basically puts people into desperation and we don't build movements. So that's why we've been successful with everything we've been doing, without billions of dollars coming to us, without high-priced lawyers, we get our stuff out there first, because we educate people. So all of you listening, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. For those of, peop- those of you who think that Musk may be right, you gotta take the course because you'll understand history, you'll understand the not so obvious establishment. And without that understanding, there will be no change. And the elites in power, understand system science. Pierre Omidyar understands it, all the advisors to the Silicon Valley people do. And that is the fundamental science that came out in the 1900s. So truthfreedomhealth.com, you'll see the solution. Go to winbackfreedom.com and you'll understand the problem, okay? But we have to recognize that Elon Musk, the man of the hour right now, is not our friend. He's not an agent of change. He is, as we said in the title, he is an agent of the government. And we have the proof here. As Jamie Valentino, a hardworking welder right up in Maine says, he hasn't taken down the portal. The portal's still up and running, period. And we will hold him accountable as a person. And we will attack him, too. Because he is not just an individual who is a simple worker. He has access to incredible amounts of power and wealth. All right, everyone. Thank you. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Our orientation, our open house. uh, We had two great orientations this week. We had close to 200, 300 people from all over the world. So please join us. Exactly. David Yeoman. Good way to end this. No portals. Exactly. For government censorship. Okay. Uh, Here's a good one. Let me put up some things, John. Here's some good ones. Put a big sign outside Twitter to take down the portal. And we gave Musk Deadline, he didn't do anything. He knows about it, he acknowledged it to Clayton Morris, uh, who was formerly at Fox, but Clayton's at Redacted. Okay, so anyone who wants to work on a program, how we uh, expose this uh, and go at the fundamental thing, please come to our orientation. But fundamentally, you have to become an agent of change, you have to understand the physics of how we build these movements, and I expect everyone to um, take advantage of that. So, be well. Thank you, John. Can you hit the uh, ending video? Thanks, John. Everyone else stay on.